Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. This is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. I don't know why I just give your name out. I never say my last name, but it's like, whatever. Your privacy don't matter. This is I'm, my off, friend. I'm, off the, I'm off the grid, Sean. Come on. <laughs> this, is my, <laughs> this is my friend Chris Forensics, and we. this is Avatar <laughs> The Last Podcasters. We're very excited to bring you Book 3, Fire, Episode 2. Uh, well, I'm very excited. Everybody's very excited for book three, of course, because they're coming on the end. But then we also today we have like some actual real news. And sometimes it feels like we will go a month in between news, not just news like the things that we do in our latest videos, but like actual news. <laughs> and that's pretty exciting. Sometimes we go a long time in between actual news and stuff. But before we get to that, of course, Chris, how are you, my friend? How's it going? I am doing fine everything's going fine um lately i've been spent a lot of time working on my cosplay as static again for a uh, planet comic con that is honestly two months away <laughs> but i am prepared well i mean that um, stuff takes a long time and you like have a job and a family and stuff so it's it's fine yeah. to get a jump start the thing is i pushed off on other things that I, like i've i haven't been focusing so much on my uh, static mosaic piece I've been mean, really just entrenching static and other milestone things. Because now I have like a, a bunch of comic books. Uh, I went to like Kansas City last weekend or maybe the weekend before and went to like three different vintage stocks because they had sales. <laughs> and, uh, the, and I loaded uh, up on a like bunch of two, comics. Get two or something like that? No, it was buy one, get one free. Excellent. Um, That's marvelous. And like of the old dollar ones. And I knew they had a bunch of milestone ones. So I just got a, a huge stack of comics. I really want to read right now of with static and and everything, but so lots of static, aka static shock, has been on my mind recently. And uh, and geek wise, has been pretty much. It. I've been playing a lot of Legend of Zelda. By the time our next episode comes, or our next next episode comes, I probably would have already beaten Twilight Princess with my daughter. So excellent. I couldn't uh, yeah. uh, honestly when we when we like talked about that one again. I couldn't remember if you liked it initially or not, but I thought you had. I thought it was yes. We Twilight Princess is probably my before Breath of the Wild. It was my second favorite Legend of Zelda game. And what was the first? Was it uh, Wind Waker? Oh, it's no, nah, it's Ocarina of Time. Oh, uh, I like Wind Waker. Oh, psh, well, you're, you're, you're so normal. You're so normal. <laughs> no, so I'm basic. It's fine. Um, no, because because it's amazing. I like 2D Zelda, so I prefer the Super Nintendo Link to the Past. But uh, obviously, it's Zelda. It's all great. Um, and then I think we both decided that neither one of us really liked Skyward Sword. I'm only saying this on the podcast because, uh, well, I don't know why I'm saying it on the podcast, but to this day, I've never played more than like maybe 15 hours into Skyward Sword. I probably tried four different times and get to, uh, get 10, 15 hours in. I'm like, I hate these stupid controls. I hate them so much. Oh, and yeah. So, those uh, controls stock. And so no offense, Skyward Sword, but. Regardless, now Breath of the Wild exists, and it's probably one of the best games in history, in my humble it, opinion. Yeah, it it really is. The thing is, it, I don't care to replay it as much because you, you get you you get so much out of the game just one one way through. You may not now, um, but imagine in like let's say like two or three years, if your daughter retains some interest and she's ready to dive into something really big, like how cool is it going to be to jump into jump into that world yeah. with her? That's going to be crazy. 
Oh, and the thing about Breath of the Wild that's really amazing is that it doesn't hold your hand, right? So, like, right now I'm playing Jedi Fallen Order, and it's just, like, uh, just the first couple hours of it is just trying to teach you the basic stuff. Also, I hate those games where you just pretty much are climbing to certain things, and that's just so boring to me, even though in Legend, it's, it's different than, <laughs> than, than Breath of the Wild. I was like, are you making fun of Breath of the Wild right now? I don't, I don't know what you're no, no. Okay, I've never played well, Jedi Fallen Order, so I'm going to excuse myself. From... It's, it's just like, um, it's like uh, those um, Uncharted games, or maybe, um, I don't know, it's just, it, it makes you climb everywhere, but, but you have to, you have to, you have no choice but to go in this direction, right? So like in Breath of the Wild, like, you're free, you climb anywhere. And these games is like, oh no, you gotta go it's here, here, and here. And just that's just monotonous to me. While Breath of the Wild is like, oh, will I actually make it up to the top of this huge rock <laughs> or something? Um, I don't know. Anyway, I've been playing a lot of, playing no, a lot of I agree. games. I agree entirely. I, d- I don't care for the Uncharted style of game. Um, and I get what you're saying there. And it's, it's like methodical and very linear. And so uh, Breath of the yes. Wild doesn't hold your hand but it's also not intimidatingly hard either like players of any level can find yeah. something they probably enjoy in that game and you, it has a way of making you better so breath of the wild this turned into a breath of the wild podcast that's okay yeah. it's a great game uh i do i was also going to point out that this monday um so the podcast comes out on friday and then on monday is the college football national championship and that's huge that's like a holiday in my house but then also it's care. important I, I love it. I love it so much. It's the greatest day of the year. But then, except for that it's a Monday, I still don't really understand that part. But then, after college football is over, I'm going to dive into Static Shock. And I'm a Static Shock noob, uh, but I have your login credentials. And uh, I've started my cosplay also by giving you money for a coat that you bought. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> I'll, I'll find some shoes. I'll go to Sabres and Goodwill and see if I can find some kind of I don't know how his shoes match his coat so perfectly, but I'll do my best. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, it's just exciting that I'm done with I'm done with Witcher. College football's almost done. Um, my wife and I finished watching a different show. I'm almost done with Watchmen, so I'm gonna finish up all these things and then I'm gonna dive into Static Shock before April. I want to get through as much as I can before Planet yeah. Comic Con so that I kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Have a basic Speaking idea. Of- yeah, I think uh, bringing up Witcher, that's a pretty good segue. I don't know what your next point of of discussion here is, sure. it but can be Witcher is fantasy story. It is uh, uh, on Netflix, and I think it was a pretty good um, measuring stick to maybe how the last how Avatar is going to be on Netflix. Just like, all right, what type of production are they going to put into it? And I thought the production was fairly uh, good on The Witcher. Of course, I think you know HBO stuff is, is a lot better. Okay, thank you. I, oh my lord, thank you. I we we have nerd friends. I love The Witcher. I love I love the game. Uh, well, I say the game only the one I played, which is three. And I love the TV series. It it kept me entertained from start to finish. Yeah. It people keep comparing it to Game of Thrones. I'm like, why? Because people die and there's sex and dragons. Because that's that's it. And the production values of HBO <laughs> stuff is is way better. I don't know about the story, sure, whatever. But we we as we can as we've seen, stories can start really good and then a few seasons in can get really bad. Uh, but like people keep comparing it to Game of Thrones. I I'm think, like, no. I think people. It. I'm gonna be honest. 
Game of Thrones is leaps and bounds better than The Witcher. And I yes. enjoyed The Witcher. I I enjoyed it, but I had so many issues with it. I enjoyed it despite those issues. Game of Thrones, the first whatever amount of seasons oh, were, they were oh, all amazing. There were I think they're all pretty amazing. I mean, I like it all too. I'm not one of those people that's that upset by the end. Uh, yeah. and it, it, well, should, so, yeah, it should be noted the, that even, I love anything, anything with dragons in it. <laughs> I I immediately love so, and I, I I love The Witcher. I can't say that enough. But it is not to the level of quality, yeah, at, at all that Game of not, Thrones not is. On, and we cannot touch not on story music, yet. not on acting, None not on it. story, not on direction. Um, the thing the thing is, I love I I, I did really enjoy The Witcher, um, but it just Me too. it's just not to the point. And I think maybe people just have some recency bias because people are still really hurt over how Game of Thrones ended. And I think there are some valid criticism to the last season of Game of Thrones. Sure. But I still think it was a good season, yeah. especially the first half of the season. Um, I mean, I do think some character arcs were rushed, but if we're talking about rushed here, The Witcher it, rushed through. It throws you into the just... damn ocean. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And I just uh, and I just can't point out enough that like, I don't think the first season story of The Witcher is that good. I think the story of The Witcher is going to get better because I have an idea where it's going. Of course. I feel, yeah. I feel like it's going to get better. But the story in the first season is nothing compared to the story we got in the first season of Game of Thrones. Like, And it could go in the yes. toilet. It could go in the toilet at any time, just like any TV show could. So it's like, ah, mm. I, I'm, I'm tired of the comparisons. It's a very, very, it's a great, it's a great Netflix show. Uh, and but, also but, so but different. My, like Game of Thrones is an ensemble show, right? Yeah. Where people are playing the Game of Thrones. Like there are different sides to stuff. Multiple While Witcher is pretty much there's like, yeah, Witcher there's pretty much two antagonists. I mean two protagonists. There is the Witcher, uh, Gerald of River of, <laughs> and um, uh, I forgot her name. Don't, don't the, uh, our the, the witch, yeah. the witch lady. Uh, Jesus, I forget her name too. I'll think of it later. Uh, Yennefer, 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 Yennefer. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and it's it's more of a classic, like an archetypical uh, single narrative yeah. to to this point. And based on yes. my knowledge of The Witcher, it will remain that way. So it's yeah. different. It's different types right, yeah. of shows, we, different audiences. Yeah. We won't get too much into Witcher because luckily we haven't spoiled anything about The Witcher. Just in case someone on here wants to go watch this, watch The Witcher, watch it. It is very enjoyable. Um, but it's, I don't think it compares to, to, to Game of Thrones quite yet, Me neither. but I think, I do think it, it is paving the way for Netflix to establish itself as the go-to place for fantasy storytelling and Avatar Last Airbender is going to take that to the next level whenever it gets here, which will probably be in 2021. And, uh, and I'm all for that. That is my kind of story. And honestly, my kind of storytelling. I'm, I live more for the, uh, I guess, linear narrative. Uh, I don't know how to try to say it. The, the Game of Thrones is almost too much of a drama, and it's over my head, like like a soap opera, but cooler, <laughs> but there's a lot of things going on that yeah. I can't follow. I almost need mm -hmm. a, a more singular focus in my storytelling. So perfect for me. We're pro Netflix for reasons that we'll get to and for reasons you already know. And, and pro witcher so go watch it chris i don't want to segue quite to that yet just because i want to give you a chance yes. to talk about your your latest videos if you would care to uh latest videos i don't even know what my latest videos are now i think my last one was uh oh yeah i remember what it was i really enjoyed this video 
Um, it was seven things that the Star Wars sequel trilogy could learn from Legend of Korra. I found a lot of similarities between the two because they both are sequels to very beloved franchises. They both have varying degrees of, su- of success, but I feel like the Legend of Korra does more to stand on its own and really uh, chart its own path forward while still honoring the path, uh, the past. So even though that video hasn't done like amazingly well, um, I still think it's it sparked a lot of conversation on 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 Reddit. I say a lot. It sparked enough conversation on, on Reddit and on uh, you know, different Facebook groups. And that's why I, I like to do is you know spark up spark up some conversations about things. Get some people chatting. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I think it's tough in that you know what when I see Star Wars sequels, I gotta be honest. I don't want to. I don't really want them to stand on their own so so much. I don't know why that is. I just I do. I just want a big contiguous star wars story that just goes on forever and ever and ever um and so i i kind of disagreed with the need for that but i still completely agreed with the individual points you made of what maybe makes legend of korra such a better sequel series if i'm making any sense um we star wars fans i think are are a that's a different (laughs) that's a different type of people with different expectations and i fall in the same order where I, i want things to be a certain way for my Star Wars movies. I don't know. It, it's a different group of yeah. people. Maybe not. Um, yeah. And is that, uh, is that your, know, that's, your latest? Yeah, that's pretty much my, yeah, that's my latest. Okay. Um, I made one that's literally like three minutes long, but I am actually pretty proud of it. I thought it was pretty entertaining. But it's about the Sega Master System, and I don't know if there's any simultaneous fans of Avatar The Last Airbender in the Sega Master System that aren't in my room right now talking on this podcast. But if you are, <laughs> I did make a three-minute video that I'm really proud of. And then finally, before we jump to the, the main news, so to speak, uh, I don't remember if we talked last time about the Kyoshi novel audiobook. Not the did weird, not, you know? no. Yeah, I'm breaking news here. <laughs> Just a couple yeah, I am Yeah, I am the source. Yeah. <laughs> 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 everybody uh, so, comes here for their up-to-date bi-weekly <laughs> avatar news uh, uh so a couple maybe like a month ago I, I just tweeted out like um to fce fce is the author of rise of kyoshi and tweeted out like oh man i, I really love the book i'm really hoping for an audiobook so i can just listen to it uh whenever i can uh bonus points if you get the original voice actress for kyoshi to voice it uh Granted, I'm I'm not sure if that's would happen at all, but he he just replied back, news to come. So I am expecting at a minimum there to be an audio book, which I'm really excited for because I really do want to dive back into it. But I kind of don't want to. I want to listen to it in a car. I don't want to reconsume it. <laughs> um, thing is, I will. Like I'm right now, I want to finish up another book I'm on and finish up a couple other things, but. If I can just listen to the audiobook, I can do that at the same time while doing other things. Same, same. I this is gonna make me sound uh, incompetent, and that's because I am, so that's fine. But I don't. Sometimes when I'm reading a book, it stresses me out if I haven't finished like whatever book that I'm reading. Like if I know that I'm not doing anything productive, I'm like, man, I should be reading that book, and then it makes oh, me, yeah. <laughs> makes me anxious for some reason. It's just not the same as turning on a TV and something else. I'd rather listen to it on the way to and from work. But uh, regardless, yeah. tell us, FC, so, how much money we got to pay to make yeah. this work. Let us kickstart it, and I'll give you all $10 in my pocket right now 
and then whatever it costs later i'm happy to help that would be very exciting probably open it up to new audiences too which is always a great thing and yeah. uh so with that we'll jump to our actual news pieces we kind of have two Ooh. news pieces we're going to start with the first one that you were trying to segue to earlier and i ruined it and i'm sorry <laughs> no, but fine. here it is <laughs> okay uh, so we've talked about Witcher before on Netflix, and the new Avatar series will be on Netflix. And we got in some Segway. recent news-ish. We got we got some actual news, I think, and then some more news. So apparently, rumor has it, emphasis on rumor, uh, that there's the casting has started. This one person who was legit in the Last Airbender, um, he played the. T-Shot boy or something. Whenever Zuko is trying to tell his flashback, right, and he goes to the little boy, he's like, "Tell me about. Do you know Prince Zuko?" And little boy, you probably don't even remember it, nope. even though you watched it a couple of months ago. You can't see my face right now, but it's a blank stare. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh, I do. No, no, I do remember uh, Zuko and Iroh talking, and he pulls the little boy over, and it's kind of creepy. Yes. He's like, "You know who Prince Zuko is." And it's it's kind of jacked up, actually. Okay, I remember that kid, yeah. yeah. That's very creepy. Anyway, that kid is a... Uh, I'm going to call him a social media influencer. I mean, he has 389,000 followers. Anyway, mm-hmm. he recently said, for everyone asking, which I don't think people were asking, but anyway, I'm sorry, that sounds rude. <laughs> Maybe people no, were but asking. To be I'm, fair, I'm... I don't think many people were asking him. People <laughs> might be asking, but come on. So about casting. Anyway, his Twitter name is your local white boy um, at no hose George. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's important, I think, for <laughs> to frame. Can't anyway. take it serious. Uh, <laughs> for everyone asking, yes, I will be playing a role in this series and will do my best to rewrite the wrong I made by playing a role in the previous shitty Last Airbender movie in hopes of being forgiven. Wish me luck, George. His name is um, George Denoto. Now, I would take this with a huge grain of salt because he, from looking down his Twitter line, he does not seem like that serious of an actor. Um, I don't know if he has that many roles. I did check his IMDb. There wasn't really much there. I just Googled um, to see if there was a real person named George Denoto in the movie and i saw enough to see like all right that's a person in a movie in, in the movie like he, it wasn't existed but uh, they gotta be asked not even a real great way to confirm that this is the same twitter the appropriate twitter account i think it's safe to assume it is but uh you know i who knows yeah i think it probably is i don't think he will lie about his name um i do think he did legit was in the last Airbender. He probably but was. Also, but I don't... Like, let's step back. You don't think people lie about a name on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> no, it but, probably I mean, is that also, guy. I heard, yeah. Also, I heard open casting um, hasn't started when at this point that he sent this out yet. So, so take that with huge grain of salt. Also, take it with grain of salt because I mean, they are casting these roles ethically correct. And if I'm not mistaken, his name is your local white boy. So I'm not sure he will uh, will fit in there unless he uh, he has a little bit of Asian descent in there, which is weird because I know a slur for that based off of Aziz Ansari's stand-up. Yeah. 
That's our second favorite comedian on this podcast is Aziz Ansari. Yeah. And mutually, we each have um, different second favorite comedians, but mutually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, hey, if he had got a role in it, good for him. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not a big role. Which I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to hate or anything. I hope he wish him luck in all his endeavors in life and whatever he wants to do. Um, he has 389,000 followers, so that's some people must Somebody care about his opinion or thinks it's him. Uh, but I'm still going to take this a huge grain of salt. And people might ask, like, oh, well, why would he lie about this? Well, because that gets some attention because it gets people talking about him and googling him. Like, I did start to Google him. I, I Googled the last airbender and I started with his name, and it did. Um, Mine populated yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah. And so, hey, good good for him, even if this is just a marketing ploy. Yeah. But I figured we should address it. And, well, and, uh, and why would yeah. they, why would they, uh, it, it seems unusual that small parts would be cast before large ones. I yeah, think they're that usually would be not. Un, I think that would be unusual, so regardless yeah. but did you say right before we started that you had another piece of casting news yes yes more important piece more concrete i think even though the source isn't like a very famous source um but according to an actual website here called night edge media and they actually do some news and stuff um it says that open casting has begun for ang and netflix's um, avatar last airbender so that is exciting just to see that this is you know the ball is getting a rolling here i mean because it's been a while since this has been announced <laughs> like my my casting video which is honestly a little dated now is <laughs> all those characters is, are now too old to play <laughs> yeah. um is uh that was a year ago that i put that out there that's kind of crazy. And I think I, I think I might have made that maybe two months after the announcement. So they're taking podcasts, a sweet time. How many podcasts have we done? Because we talked about it on the podcast. That's true. I don't know. I have to see. Oh, I mean, I can the, see here. We in like the fifties or the, something? Or? No, what if we're on a hundred? I know we're not a hundred because we don't. I, don't I only so, have like a hundred and forty. Um, okay, Avatar: The Last Podcasters has forty-three videos, so we've done about forty-three. I think that's a little less than I thought, but I mean, obviously, it's it's a believable number, but a little less than I thought. Yeah. Uh, no, we definitely talked about it on the podcast. That's a good video. You should yeah. go back and watch it, and if it's dated, uh, you know, update it for us. Give us ideas. Tell us your thoughts. Someone did go back and watch. Someone recently commented on it. People comment on like random things. I'm like, man, that was such a long time. I don't remember what I said then. <laughs> Um, like I can't, I find it hard to, cause I like to like have a conversation and defend myself. But like, I can't believe you said so-and-so. I'm like, well, wait, what did I say? Now let me go back and watch my own video. Let me go back and see what I did and... in 2018. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny that like, I don't have a, I don't have a great means to capture, to capture video and, uh, on my computer. So if I want to capture gameplay footage, if it's not something I can emulate on the computer, I will go to YouTube and I'll get I'll try to find a video of like these old retro like PlayStation Saturn PS2 games and I'll have to try to find the most recent one like all right who's going to respond the soonest and give me permission to use their footage and so I'll be commenting on videos that are like one and two years old and somebody will be like you sure you want to use this I'm like yeah it's better than <laughs> that's hilarious um, but it's kind of fun and get to comment on stuff videos that like nobody's commented on in like multiple months and that's kind of funny to me but um yeah. 
Well, that's exciting news. Again, it's one of those cases where it's not maybe quote unquote big, but any news is a positive, I think. So I will happily yeah. take it. All right. And other news of Avatar. Uh, there is rumors of a mobile game. Uh, um, kind of in the vein of Pokemon Go and uh, what is the Harry Potter one called? Wizards Unite. Wizards Unite. Uh, yeah, I've played both of those. I played Pokemon Go for a while, for a couple months. That was kind of fun. Wizards Unite, I never understood it. I never got it. Uh, I did not so, like Wizards yeah. Unite at, at, at all. I thought it was a an assault on my phone. Um, it's like it was a nice idea, but the reason Pokemon Go worked is because it was like such a like a relatable concept in in a real world. Yeah, like it was but like, you gotta catch them all. You go, you can actually start catching the Pokemon, and you just go and, and walk you around catch and them, stuff. and you walk. And in the show, there's a lot of walking around and catching Pokemon. Like it just it just pulls into yeah. the real. That's why it worked and why it was sort of a charming. Um, yes. I won't I won't say it first. It's still people to this day still enjoying it, and I know people are enjoying Wizards Unite too. Uh, I would argue that people enjoy Wizards Unite for the same and only reason that I would be interested in this is on the off chance that there's more like just like tidbits of canon in there, any kind. Hmm. It doesn't always happen. Uh, place in in Harry Potter, that stuff is is taken to be canon and it added stuff to the story. Um, and I think that's why people played it initially, and now you don't hear anything about it. Like we got what we needed. Um, I didn't even get that far. I don't, gosh, I have a hard time seeing this translating all that well or being all that popular, yeah. to be honest. But that, just an opinion. Yeah. I hope it does well. I hope it does great. Yeah. So there is a link. Um, there's a video you can watch of it. It's like a minute long video. Um, also, shout out to viewer Uni Space Corn, or just Uni Corn, who brought it to my attention. <laughs> um, and also, she, he or she, sorry, I, I don't know, and I don't want to assume. <laughs> um, Comments on a lot of our videos, or my videos, or our videos. So, uh, so thanks to that person. Um, as for, I don't know if it's real or not, or maybe it's a really old thing, or maybe someone just, just something that someone put together. Uh, I mean, it seems like a lot of work for someone just to put together on the fly. I see, it seems um, pretty well yeah. done for something put yeah. together. But then when I Googled it, I couldn't find any other information on it. So maybe yeah. it was something that was like proposed at one in time development. And, and, and ditched yeah. or, and now this kind of lingering pieces or whatever. Um, there's, I mean, there's a, there's a chance it's real. There's a chance it was going to be real and already got scrapped at some point. And this is like just lingering things getting out. Uh, but I don't think yeah. it's a, uh, I don't think it never existed. Cause I think that looks like it would have taken a lot of, <laughs> a lot of effort, but people do crazy uh, stuff. So maybe not. I saw yeah, I saw a couple of different comments about this. One, someone said like, "This definitely isn't real." Azula got owned by Michael. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't real thrilled with the gameplay. It's like Azula's shooting like blue lightning, and it's just like, "Hey, hold this to block it with a rock." I'm like, mm, yeah. that's not how it's going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I would definitely play it. Um, but and so yeah, if it happens, I would definitely download it, consume it. Because I I will consume anything Avatar at this point. Honestly, it's it's really weird. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> like, not gonna talk trash because I still downloaded Wizards Unite and played it for a few minutes and like I I, I will consume it even if it's bad. Um, this I I I'm not sure if it was a if it will be a real thing. Just in the sense I couldn't find any other 
recent news or information about an Avatar game, but yeah. it could be. It could be timing up with the Netflix show. I, I don't know. But if it if it comes, I'll, I'll try it. I probably yeah. won't like it. <laughs> but, but I will hunt for canon. That's the part that interests me. I will hunt for canon, for tidbits in this game, whether intentional or otherwise, because that's always fun. May it may it be real and may it succeed. I I think that's all the uh, I think that's all the news and stuff we have yeah. in this episode, which is fine. I make it sound like we're cutting it short, like we're already thirty minutes in, but we had actual news this time. That's pretty exciting. Um, let's go ahead and get to the episode. I think if you are ready, I am certainly I'm ready. This is book three, episode three. That means it's episode forty three overall. If you're counting. Is it our episode? Is it our episode forty-three and episode forty-three of this? That's kind of crazy. And it is. I have no clue. Me neither. Me neither. You got a kid sneaking around or what? Nah, nah. <laughs> um, all right. So, book three, fire episode three, the headband um, starts off. Ang is a truant. A what truant. Is truant. A truant. Truant. Truancy. You're you're late to school. I went to private oh, okay. school. Oh. We, we committed truancy. Okay. We weren't late. We committed truancy when we were late. So I, have, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe it's just uh. a private school thing. I, I think they say it in the episode, though, don't they? Don't they say truancy or something? Maybe not. I, I could, I could be wrong. I think you're projecting. I'm, I'm projecting my <laughs> private school image on on Aang's uh, upbringing. Yeah. Sorry, Aang. So, Team Avatar is in the fire nation instead of just hiding out in caves and becoming cave people like so i think they have to do they decide to blend in steal some <laughs> fire nation clothes i do love how ang is first like um like hey this belongs to people and katara me like i call the blouse or whatever <laughs> um, i think those two really balance each other out sometimes they bring out the because they both can be sort of high up on a pedestal sometimes or too good issue, but they also both can have a little bit of a edge or mischievousness to them. Really interesting. I mean, I, Bring I out the about best it, and sometimes the worst. It's, it's a balance. That's like yeah, marriage. Yeah. That's that's fine. Yeah, that's true. Um, Aang mistakenly dresses up in a uh, school uniform and he gets uh, put into school. And this episode, I feel like I could just describe this episode. And, and like a couple of sentences, <laughs> but it's... anyway, he gets he gets enrolled in school. He goes to financial school. Um, you know, they they say, "Oh, you're from the colonies." He's like, "Yeah, I do." Love that he sees a perspective from the financial that he didn't get before. Sure, he has his friend Kuzan, and he does take his friend Kuzan's name, <laughs> and. Uh, and it's just really interesting to see him in a school setting because really we don't get to see school settings in fantasy shows all that often, especially with our main characters. Like we know people go to school, um, so it's really cool to see Aang there. It's almost then, too normal my... for Aang. Like it feels out of place. Kind yeah. Of like him living a a, a normal life. You know, like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like even if Aang grew up, even if their banders weren't wiped out, they weren't killed, Aang. I don't, I don't think their schooling would be the same, right? I feel like they're a little bit more strict. Like there's and no one's bullying each other, and and uh, and I'm pretty sure there's no like girls crushing on or boys crushing on girls, none of that stuff, uh, because they're all separated anyway. It would look a little um, different for air nomads, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, and so he gets to like 
be pretty much, I feel like this is like the homeschool kid gets to go to a public school <laughs> and, and see how, how that is. I, uh, I think you said it best. You're like, you described this episode in two sentences. That's because a big chunk of the episode is this sort of uh, scene of him in school and describing things that they do in the colonies that he's kind of just making up off the top of his head from his own experiences. And that's like yeah. half the episode. And then the other episode is uh, the other half is that next bullet. <laughs> um, I would say there's my favorite part in and his time in the school is is a, a history teacher is saying like someone tell me uh, when did Fire Lord Sozin um, attack the Air Nation army? Mm. And then Aang raises his hands like, "Is this a trick question? The Air Nomads didn't have a uh, formalized army. Like, it, like that's that thought is is really interesting. A lot of implications because, behind it. Yeah, because I mean." the victors write the history books and they wrote it as the, Oh, the air nomads had an army having talking about an army going up against another army. Sounds like, Oh, think we weren't, you know, trying to rule everybody. Like it's just one army versus another army. No, it was an army. It's like a mutual versus... act of self, de- <laughs> uh, self-defense if there's multiple armies. Yeah. No, this was an army slaughtering, you know, innocents, um, and it's a nomads. I don't, and also they don't talk about like, oh, you know, they don't get into specifics. Like, when did uh, the Fire Nation kill every single last person and the Air Nomads, kids, women, you know, children, old people, everyone. And it's funny, uh, like, you're talking about having an army over here on one side and on the other side, you got some old, quiet, peaceful people who throw <laughs> pies. So, yeah. it's, it's great balance. <laughs> Great balance. Uh, the monk Yasuo definitely killed some people, right? Like when when you know, Aang goes to Caesar's. But I guess he had to, probably. Yeah. I never really. Yeah. Like there, yeah. there are Fire Nation soldier remains there. He de- <laughs> definitely killed some people. Oh, I just assumed they were klutzy. No, I never thought about it, but it right. makes sense. Uh, it's so it's uh it. My favorite part is, I was gonna say, but then your part makes way more sense. And it's way deeper. But of course, my favorite part is like. This is a picture of Fire Lord Ozai. And here's one Mary uh, made out of macaroni. Hmm, <laughs> that is very nice. It's <laughs> very nice. Uh, oh, yeah. But then you we, said we yours, are... and that made mine feel stupid. No, no. We are we are missing Aang's parents. So Aang uh, gets in a fight <laughs> with with one of the students there. This yeah, episode is kind of funny. It's not a fight. It's, very, it's, like, a... Yeah, it's not a fight. Oh. Uh, I like how I forget his name. He comes up to him, comes you? up to Aang. He's like, "You talking to my girl?" And then he's like, "Oh, you must be one of those uh, cool kids I hear about." <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, I just love Aang. He's trying so and hard then, to be normal. Yeah, and then yeah, it's not a fight. Aang just uh, the, the guy just Aang just outmaneuvers him, and then he ends up falling. And then. Well, the- it's like so, a nice representation of like uh, a two armies going against each other. It's like, no, it was one one guy being an aggressor, and probably other guys trying hard not to uh, in- yeah. elicit violence. Because it, it was a microcosm of the earlier statement. That does remind me. Uh, so recently, Aang was trending on Twitter, <laughs> um, and uh, and because one person just put out there like, "Oh, Aang versus Korra, who'd win?" And somehow this reached. 
a lot of different circles of people who I think are casual Avatar fans. <laughs> and uh, and like I, I engaged with a lot of people on this because a lot of people said Aang. I'm like, no, Korra would win. Here's why. One thing these people probably don't know how much research I've done. And not to discredit their opinion about it, but to me, those are like, I don't see them talking about Avatar often. Sure, they watch the show maybe once or twice. Um, but like, even compared to like, even compared to engaging other people in our Facebook groups and stuff like that, like I hold those people much higher regard because I know they know the show. They've watched the show. They are like, they have gone out of their way to fans, join. They're they're fanatics like I am. Group, yeah, it's funny. I have a podcast yeah. and I still consider my, like an, not a not a casual fan, but like I'm like two <laughs> steps above a casual fan. And then ten <laughs> steps later, there's the people in those Facebook groups. Like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> 10 steps later, 10 steps higher, like they, they're invested. So I don't, I don't want to hold, I don't, I don't like, you know, uh, toot my own horn here, but I'm, I feel like I'm like one of the highest caliber. I'm, I'm like a S class avatar fan <laughs> to where I feel like I know as much as anybody else besides the creators. And maybe I don't. One thing I feel like I should humble myself because one thing I'm always open to being wrong about stuff, but. Like I, I love this show. I've watched, combined with this show and Legend of Korra, I've watched it like at least twenty times. Five of those with commentary on, and so I always find it funny when I like engage other people who I'm pretty sure aren't about that life like I am. Because <laughs> one person, I feel like I play chess when I get into arguments. <laughs> like, like I'll set something up. Like someone's like, "Oh no, Korra, Aang would win." I'm like, "No, Korra would win." Like even Bright says so and i'm like he doesn't know who break is he's gonna ask me who's break <laughs> and then he says who's break oh break is brian konietzko and michael dimartino the creators of avatar last airbender and the legend of korra <laughs> and they in this interview here in this video says that Korra would win one out of ten times I and still... would just run away nine out of ten times and i still argue with your interpretation of that and i think that means different things but it, like that's still the most foundational answer you could give <laughs> yeah. to anybody is if you force these two people in a vacuum to fight to the death in an enclosed <laughs> arena then uh well then yeah it's fair to say that Korra would win. yeah but out in the open world i'm still taking ang for getting away maybe all mm -hmm. 10 times out in the open world it's gonna be hard <laughs> to catch it'll be hard to catch yeah. Anyway, I don't know how I got up on that, but uh, but hey, angles trending. That so made it that trending again, just based on you know one yeah. you know who knows semi popular person asking. No, they weren't really. I don't know how that even, like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's a Twitter thing. But yeah, because uh, uh, I brought that up because the way like a lot of people are like, oh, Ang would beat Cora because he would like just run circles around her until she tires out. I'm like that's. What season of Korra are you guys talking about exactly? Or, or I'm like, oh, did you watch season? Did you watch the episode Crossroads of Destiny? And then, you know, they'll be like, probably have to go look it up exactly what episode that is because they don't know episode titles like I do. Like Chris, Zuko I don't was know completely titles like you do. That's crazy. <laughs> like Zuko was completely aggressive. Zuko and he still beat Aang. <laughs> um, but anyway, not important. The point is, is like arena. here. Enclosed arena. Yeah. <laughs> my my point here is that Aang does utilize those skills against whoever this guy is. I forgot his name. Um, which I guess apparently I'm not that good. I don't remember this guy's name. 
but he's just a random boyfriend. He doesn't matter. He matters as much yeah. as anyone's random high school jock boyfriend. Yeah. He's no he's no Chan. He's yeah. no Chan. You know what? I don't know who I like less, quite frankly. Uh, it's uh, toss up. Probably probably this boyfriend cuz I don't know this boyfriend's name, so he apparently yeah. had a smaller impact on my life. Uh, uh, okay, anyway. Um Aang decides, oh, well, I was speaking for he went to detention. He had to bring his parents <laughs> and Katara and Saga. Well, like, this whole situation is weird. Uh, Katara and, and Saga not dress up quite as. It's as funny as it feels like it should have been. It's still very entertaining, but I, can't, I, don't know, it kind of left me wanting a little more. It's like, yeah, this should have been funnier. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's fine. There's nothing well, wrong with it. You know, it's funny, though, because I was listening to like a pretty old. Uh, podcast interview with Brian and Mike and they're like, someone asked him about the comedy. They're like, we're not funny people. Like, if we were responsible for writing just a comedy, that w- it would not be funny. We're not good at, at that. <laughs> Which, the show the show is really funny though, but they're like, yeah, we're we cannot do that type of show. Also, we couldn't just do a drama. Like, we need we need, like, that type of balance. Um, which makes me more happy for the Netflix series. I I'm, I don't think Netflix series would be like over dramatized or lack in in heart or in humor. Um, but uh, yeah, because maybe the situation doesn't hit for you because it is more of a like it is a, more of a a stick a stick going on. Like it's a setup joke. It's not like people being situationally funny. It's like no, they're there i can see how it didn't yeah, work yeah maybe that, that's a good way there's more uh, there's some setup involved here and it's not uh I, i'm a stand-up comedy guy first and foremost i like witty like witty stand-up or well it's probably not even witty but you're probably right yeah. it's funny that brian uh, and michael don't consider themselves funny like i just assumed that they were like goofing off in in the uh in the drawing room and that's how they came up with all the stuff like the booger on the ceiling and the earth kingdom and all that yeah. i always just assumed well, it was them but i guess not I wonder if um, a lot of that might have been. So also in this interview, they're talking about how they approached animation far different than any other show did. Because when it comes to sitting your like your your um uh, like your rough drafts of what you want to seem to be overseas to get animated, like the animators overseas have no freedom at all. Like they have to do things the way you say. And Brian and Mike was like, we know that these animators are talented. Like we should give them some freedom to, to do stuff. Um, so maybe that was one of those things that happened. One example they had, that, that, wasn't their original concept was the foamy mouth guy. So when they, <laughs> when they sent over the stuff, all their scene read was, or all the storyboard read was, guy sees the avatar, he faints. That was it. <laughs> like he faints in like, in like oh my gosh, it's the avatar, and he faints. And they brought it back, and you got the foamy mouth guy who's just like, huh? huh? And he just foams all over the place, and then he faints. And I... they're like, yes, this is why we give these people this much freedom. I hope I'm not stepping into like, uh, like too weird a territory here, but in my mind, that, that guy and that, that style, so to speak, like that, that to me is something that I would associate with like anime. Like, I don't know how to say it differently, but it just doesn't feel like a Western, yeah. a Western thing uh, to me. Oh, so. no, it's definitely not. Yeah, I get, I, I get your point. There. I don't know how to say it nicely, but I'm glad you get it. And that's a good yeah. thing. There's that's a, In fact, that's a great thing. That's part of the charm 
of this show as a whole. I yeah. didn't know that though. That's I'm very curious if yeah, I'm curious if that booger came from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, uh, where someday, the heck? Someday we'll be? find. Okay, yeah. So uh, they had a, so a parent-teacher uh, yeah. thing after detention, and Sokka walks in with yes. a stellar fake beard. Bad accents, though. They got to work on their grown-up accents. Um, Sokka and Katara. Yes. Weighing fire. I'm weighing fire. I'm starfire fire. Starfire fire. <laughs> like, Come on, Stereotypical. And, yeah, yeah, not their best work, but they'll get better. It's fine. Yeah. Once you lie more and more, you get good at it. I feel like I should just do a video of their best disguises. Because there's weighing fire. There's a... Uh, Mr. Kufafopoulos the third or whatever his name was. Oh yeah, Grandpa Kufafopoulos, uh, yeah. the guy that was clearly Greek somehow. In another yeah. plug at uh, Avatar Diversity. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do. <laughs> I do love Sokka yelling at Aang, especially when they get there. It's like, young man, we're going or whatever he, he says, and that's pretty hilarious stuff, I think. And then, uh, and then Aang says he's going to throw him a dance party, which this is when the episode gets very purposely so foot loosey. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to be too down. It, it's not my favorite episode, and watching Aang teach other kids dance is like, it's fine, but it's not my favorite yeah. part. I, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they have a dance party. Um, I do think there's a lot more. I do think these couple of early episodes here are really great Katang moments. Because um, even when Aang is dancing with the girl, like Sokka's like, oh, those two look good together. And Katara, like, jealously says, yeah, if you're into that. And then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what type of comment is that? Anyway, and then yeah, so Aang asks her to... Yeah, yeah, Jamie. Um, Hi, Jamie. And Aang asks her to dance. And... Um, and like Aang is putting on the moves, like Aang has the moves, <laughs> like the literal moves and the figurative, figurative moves. moves. Yeah, he's got them. Both. Yeah, yeah. So they do like some choreographed like training dance, and everyone watches. Just that line of like Katara being like, "Aang, everyone's watching." He's just like, "Let them." <laughs> except for the way you said it was 10 times better than the way ang said it i'd take i'm just gonna superimpose that little voice clip over the episode next time i'm just imagining like that deep voice guy from boys to man who like never sings but he comes in and says so hey girl the set the mood guy yeah uh, yeah, I've never sung a note. He called it but. but Lucy. In my mind, it's kind of like after school, especially like I don't, I don't know. Well, no, not sure at the right, but that whole scene. So it's whatever. It's charming, mm -hmm. and to get all the kids over there. How do all these kids go yeah. to their parents? Like, listen, my friend, uh, whatever Ang's fake name is, is Who's having on? a dance party. Like, oh, where does he live? In a cave. Can you drop <laughs> me off? Like, where, where are these kids' parents? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Fire Nation parents are the worst. They, so they don't care. Obviously. <laughs> different discussion. Uh, different I have not guys. met a good Fire Nation parent yet. <laughs> Maybe there is one. Big as Iroh. No, I'm not going to say he was a good. No. Like, he... clearly something went astray there. Like, he's good he, now. Okay, well, okay, I don't, I don't want to down Iroh because he loved his son. Loved him dearly. 
but and that's numero his... uno for good parenthood. Yeah, but, but, and, but and after show, that, show. But his but his lust for war um, was was passed down onto his son, which led to his son's death. And so I got to hold that against Iroh a little bit, you know? It's a nurture um, thing. Ursa, You're responsible yeah. for, for some of those things. That you yeah, I think, Ursa, I think Ursa was a good parent. She's harder on herself. Like she said, she was a terrible parent because she forgot her kids. So that part is rough because she purposely decided to forget her kids. Um, so that's against her. And all the other parents we have, um, Not the greatest they're all pretty much evil of. people. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Hmm. I'm sure there's good Fire Nation parents out there, but the ones in the show, yeah, so I'm sure, and now their kids are roaming know, around caves yeah. on school nights. Just talking about, yeah, just talking about in Avatar: Last Airbender. I'm sure Izuka was a good parent to Izumi, um, and and Izumi is probably a good parent to to uh, General Iroh. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I, we can't prove those things. Well, I mean, maybe you can with some comic, uh, with some comic uh, in betweens, but I don't think the comics are there yet. So I'm gonna say we can't prove that he might still be a bad parent. <laughs> I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> um, but then the like the headmaster guy uh, goes and interrupts the the uh, the place, the party, and the gang leaves. And in a very contained moment, Katara, un. You know, unprovoked kisses Aang on the cheek, and uh, yeah, so there's a uh, some good more Katang. And if you there. felt your heart warm up when it happened, that's because it felt right. Felt right. Yeah. 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 And that Sokka just says, "Flamey yo, hot man, flamey yo." Flame <laughs> For some reason, I love how he yeah. claps. <laughs> and the beard is stuck to him. The, yeah, wow. I love the beard. It's good. <laughs> yeah. But the best part of this um, episode, in my opinion, is is the very end the last bullet point mm. yeah so the very minor b plot here zuko is visiting iroh in prison but there's some touchy moments here because zuko is still lost like he still he has everything he wants but he's still questioning everything iroh is just giving him the silent treatment the most silent of silent <laughs> treatments you could ever get um and gosh that moment where uh, zuko turns his back and, and leaves out and it pans to Iroh and one tear is falling. And that's a, a great moment. Like it's hurting Iroh, not like he knows like he can't help Zuko anymore. Zuko has to help himself. Which Zuko does is not help this, himself. Instead he does the opposite <laughs> and hires an assassin <laughs> to is that kill this episode? I thought that was next episode. Is that this one? Uh, yeah I think so. you got Sparky Sparky Boom Man there. But this just just at the very very end, where, yeah. Uh, but I thought that was yeah. the only time the subplot popped up at all. Was at the very end, and we just like we haven't seen Suko at all, and then we see nah, cause, Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Nah, because he uh he hires him after he gets done talking to Iro. Okay, um, I watched uh I watched the first whole disc, which I think is I don't know, it's like seven episodes. I watched them all together. Which is great because I love binging, as does everybody. But I'm not very good at separating the episodes in my brain. So yeah. not always a good strategy. Okay, so yeah. it does talk to Iroh in this one. All right, well, I missed that subplot bullet point. Or it bled together in my mind with other stuff in the next episode. But yeah, we get to meet Sparky Sparky Boom Man and his Darth Vader hand. 
Man, what is it with Star Wars and losing hands? Why is that such a big mm-hmm. deal? Yeah, you know, I'm surprised nobody lost a hand in the sequel trilogy. Oh, but... spoiler alert! No, <laughs> well, actually, it could be spoiler. I've only seen uh, I've only seen seven. I have not seen eight and uh, nor nine. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah, you're behind. I am a little, well. I I can't watch eight because it's not on Disney Plus yet. Wait, did you did you watch my video? Yeah. Watch all your. Well, oh, so you. Oh, yeah. I forget that you don't. You don't care about spoilers, which I hate. That, by the way. Uh, it's but... fine. You'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that about you. You need to stop that. Why? That I oh. can appreciate how good a movie is, even if I know what happens. Yeah, it's great. It's just. Uh, I yeah, that's okay. So the big to... thing with that though is that the movies. One thing in movies that I tend not to like is like big, huge, unexpected hook twists like i tend not to like that type of movie anyway so the movies that are hurt the most by spoilers probably my least favorite genre of movies <laughs> but regardless yeah. regardless i'd say different conversation for a different day but it's one we've already had so you're gonna have to go back and we've had it somewhere here. else yeah i don't know what episode but we've talked about yeah, it. we've we've um, made anyway. peace with it although apparently chris hasn't made peace with it it's yeah. fine uh, that is the episode. That's it. Yeah, we meet Sparky Sparky Boom Man. He says, find him, kill him. Like, he doesn't want evidence that his job wasn't done. And you get the impression that Sparky Sparky Boom Man is a bad dude. He looks like a bad dude. Oh, yeah. All right, Chris, you ready for your right. ratings? Yes. Oh, crap. I need to plug in my phone here. Um, audio, visual, sits in half. Not that much happened at all visually or audio Lee that really make this episode stand out. So uh, story, this is like a, a, the most, probably the most fillerish of the filler episodes besides Sparky Sparky Boom Man being sent after the gang. So that gets a seven memorable. I could not watch this episode and be perfectly fine with it, honestly. Uh, memorable, I gave a click to the nets. Thing. I don't oh, remember I'm sorry. exactly. I'm sorry. Seven. <laughs> I thought I had clicked to it. Yeah. So six point eight. That's that's rough. That's on the lower end of yeah. uh it's on the lower end of all time. Not the lowest, but it's on the lower end of that. That's pretty crazy. Uh but to be fair, I didn't really like it either. So audio visual <laughs> six point five, same. You get a little dance music, but it's not even that good of dance music. There's not really much of a story here at all. 6.5 memorable i do remember it because i like sparky sparky boom man and uh, the macaroni scene always pops up in my mind but still that's not a lot so 7.5 6.8 that gets oh no i forgot to change the average score so it was well obviously it's 6.8 because we both gave it 6.8 which is kind of neat i like it when that happens um right. again it's not that it's a bad episode but relative to other episodes it's one that you uh you know, if you're eating or cooking or something while you're watching Avatar, you like do it during this one, and that's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's definitely background material. So uh, that's it. It's not that not that impactful. It's not terrible. Uh, just very little impact, or as I always like to call it, not even a very good self-contained story or anything. Uh, but you know, I don't want to trash it too much. There's nothing explicitly wrong yeah. with it, I guess. It's a Katang episode. That's all. If I cared a lot more oh, about yeah. ships, I'd care more about this episode. I bet, I bet mm-hmm. hardcore like ship people who are Katang, I bet they point to this one though. That's a good, good call out. Well, on your someone's, part. Uh, someone said I forgot her name. She brought up a good point on why, um, in our last, in our shipping video, why Katang shippers like, 
like us aren't as uh, adamant or passionate about the shipping. I mean, it's because it actually came true. Um, so we don't have anything to necessarily. We don't have to be quite as defensive about it, which, you know, that might not be a good or a bad thing necessarily. It's just yeah. like, that is our defense. Like, it happened. Um, I don't have good defenses for it anyway. My fallback is always just, I like a good happy ending, and that's the happy ending that I would have pictured from the beginning. And that's not a good yeah. defense, but it's the one I like in my head. I think that uh, viewer was Amy Lou Curtis. So, what's Amy Lou Curtis? I believe that was her that said that. Oh, yeah. She says, uh, generally, Katang is my ship. Maybe it is because I have a healthy... Oh, wait. No, that's not a statement. Uh, but thank you, Amy, for your comment anyway. also. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I do think it was her. I just can't find it. She, she wrote a pretty long thing that I read. But anyway. Oh, well, thank you for that. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just not as much to uh, defend, whereas... You know, yeah, it's like, uh, well, the ship happened. People so... have to... Yeah. Zutar people have to have to probably be much more thorough and decisive. Yeah, in their, and they're in their also points. they're more disappointed. So <laughs> um, anyway. uh, again, it's right. a different topic for a different day. But just go watch the the previous episode from two weeks ago, which, by the way, was probably one of the more fun ones that I think we've recorded. I don't know about better, but just one of the most fun <laughs> I've had during the recording. So you should go watch that one if you haven't already. In the meantime, I don't think we have much else to say here on this one, uh, but we hope you got something out of the news and or the episode anyway. Thank you very much for joining us, as always. My name is Sean. This is Chris, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. Don't worry about what his last name is. It ain't important. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. We'll be back next week with episode... Chris Chevy. Three.